listening to the TBL Podcast with The Commish. All right, and welcome to another edition of the TBL Podcast. It's the end of the year. We're getting there. Sorry we haven't been here for a while, but, uh, you know, we've been busy playing Burby. And uh, it's been hard to get out to actually uh, talk about it, but we're talking about it now. Specifically, King's Conference. I'm here with Mr. King's Conference, Scotty Baker. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for that intro. Amazing. Listen, a, a lot of things to get to in the, in the King's Conference. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, you know what? We'll start, we'll start on news that happened about a month ago. And that was the uh, longtime uh, TBLers, Agent Court hitmen. They were subsequently booted from the league because they forfeited two games this year. Yeah. Uh, a sad ending to a proud franchise. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Scott? Uh, I couldn't agree more. Some of the nicest guys in the league. And for the Kings, that's saying a lot because there's a lot of, lot of good, good gents in that, in, in that group. And I mean, I, I, I wish it didn't happen, to be honest. I know individually, when you see them, they're all stoked to be there and they all want to play and then you're hoping to see them again. And then, you know, it, it, it happens, I guess. It happens. Uh, yeah, sad to see them go. I mean, listen, if they say next year, listen, we are committed, we've got players, we want to play, uh, I would seriously uh, consider it. I think the league would, would consider it, but... Um, uh, right now, it doesn't look good for that. But they did get re- replaced with the replacements, a.k.a. Table 9, a.k.a. Now. That was the other name. That was the other name. That's table it. 9? Table 9, yeah. <laughs> and what was Table 9 a reference to, Scott? You you know that better than I do. I couldn't remember it. You and Darby knew that one. Uh, that was the, the movie The Wedding Singer. You know, it's funny. Some of us will never ever find true love. Like take, for instance, me. And I'm pretty sure that guy right there and that lady with the sidebars and basically everybody at table nine. Uh, Uh, (laughs) And it just felt like we were putting together a makeshift team. But let me tell you something, makeshift no more. They are the Gerard Street Railhawks. They are seriously good. Uh, They can beat anybody on any day. And they are going into the playoffs now, and they're going to be facing the uh, Junction Cobra Kai in the first round. What do you what do you think is going to happen there? That's an interesting one. I wrote down the matchups for this weekend, and they had just finished playing them. And Darren Osborne, who's just you know he started the year off slow, and I mean he's got more scrimmage at bats than anyone in the history of the world. He he's turned it around in the second half and he knocked Egan around a little bit. And so did the rest of them. And I think that's good because that kid, you know, is he's, he's no joke that he can pitch and he can pitch well, and he's going to be a force, especially with with his age and his rubber arm, he's going to want to throw forever, but to have them lose going into the playoffs and get beat around a little bit too, when he, when he did lose, I thought that was good for everybody in the league. So this kid didn't think he had it all in there, but the next game in is the first game of the playoffs and it's against the very same team that just knocked them around. So that's going to be the one game I, I, I'd like to see. Yeah. Listen, I have no when, idea. When, it's a coin toss on that one. Yeah. I really do think because junction junction has been on the top for so long and 
and they really do have a good team, but they're going to be walking right into a wall with that other team. And so who knows who comes out by the end of that one? Yeah, you mentioned it's good for the Kings Conference, and it is good. Listen, Egan comes in, and he has two games where he gets uh, 11-plus strikeouts in both games, and I'm sure people are thinking, you know, what is this team that Adrian is, is made up here, and, and shouldn't this guy be in the premiere? And then he goes into the junction, and let me tell you something. I was at that game, and the junction had quite the hitting attack. There was no weakness in their lineup. They frustrated Egan uh, to no point, so – uh, anybody that says uh, it's not fair, Egan's pitching against them. Well, look what the junction did. They absolutely shellacked yep. him one inning and they beat uh, uh, Gerard Street eight to four. And now we've got a rematch uh, coming this Sunday back at Guildwood Yards. Uh, let's move on to uh, Don Mills. Uh, you know, they're doing what they've been doing every year. They just sort of cruise in being the best team in the Kings. Uh are they cruising, Scott? Do they need to be worried about the other teams, or or is this is this going to be a three peat by them? This is well. That's the funny thing. I asked Murphy the other day if they had ever won the regular season, and he said no. But you're right; they've won two championships, and he is on fire right now. I I honestly think they're the team to beat going into the playoffs. I mean, they have everything clicking for them, even when guys aren't doing their job. Murphy's holding them together. Kevin's swinging the bat well. Massey's taking his walks. I mean, they they really have a whole package, and they they seem calm and they seem loose, and they go in there with a game plan. And I do think that it seems to work, and they seem to have an idea of how to beat any team on any given day. Van Horn would be the next closest team, but you're if you're kind of deciding between a Dan Long or a not Dan Long, you know, moment. So I think Don Mills is the team to go after for the playoffs. Yeah, and let's talk about Van Horn because they go into the playoffs losing their last two. Is it their last two? Uh, yeah, they lost their last two. Uh, they got they got beat pretty handily uh, by Gerard Street and then by Birchmount. These are the two lowest seeds. They go into Van Horn and beat them without Dan Long. And I know they don't want to hear this. I know they don't want to hear that, hey, we're not just a Dan Long team. But the last two games would suggest that you are not very good unless you have Mr. Dan Long. What are your thoughts on that? Possibly. Did, I don't know. I never looked at the stats. I just kind of put them in, and Van Horn puts their own stats in, so I never actually looked it up. But if Dan Long was playing against Egan and they lost that game, I mean, that's that's No, that's Dan Long right was there. not playing. That's what I'm saying. So Dan Long means- hasn't played the last two games. And that's, I mean, it is a big deal. They are a good group and they're, they're not easy for me. They're the two hardest teams I pitch against. Well, actually, I think all three of them, Junction, Van Horn and Don Mills. I don't feel like they're very scared when I, when I'm on the mound and Dwayne, like he'll take me on and and Albert, like he'll swing at stuff. And I know these guys can hit me. So the fact that they would lose those games, it doesn't really hurt them going into the playoffs, but it puts them in a bad spot where maybe now, they have to think a little bit harder about maybe trying to get over the hump. I mean, Riverdale's in the same boat because we are where we are in the standings and everyone says we're still a force to be reckoned with. And to be honest, I don't see it because we we've been, we started off great and we've not been hitting well. So Van Horn and us are kind of in the middle of the pack right now. And it didn't used to be that way. We used to be at the bottom and they were always on the top. 
And now it looks like both of us are going to be fighting through the middle of everything to get to the top and get to the finals. Well, listen, let's not take too much away from Van Horn because the two teams they faced were two teams that had their backs to the wall, uh, Birchmount and Gerard Street. And Birchmount well, I blame you. I blame you a little bit for Birchmount because if you hadn't added to our recap that they had, uh, hadn't won in a, a while, maybe uh, – <laughs> maybe, maybe what maybe they lose a game yeah that's not good for the league if a team loses 22 in a row right, so, so when i found out then. when i found out that they had 21 losses in a row i let jerome know about that and i let mark herbert know about that and they both had the same reaction like what no that can't be no way check the stats again i checked the stats again and yes they had lost 21 in a row they have basic, basically been sleeping for the past three years. And well, when you told, I told, you told them, me that you told me that after the game that we were down one nothing in the fifth, and I didn't realize that. I mean, that yeah. goes to show you how close they are in, in a lot of their games. Not only did they go into Van Horn's territory and beat them, but they beat them nine nothing. Yeah, and now all of a incredible. sudden, out of nowhere, Birchmount is a force to be reckoned with. And who do they play? They play Scott Baker and the Spartans. Are you scared, Scott? Talk to me. About no, this. no. No, you think you got them? No nah, problem? I'm, 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 I'm just trying to get through Sunday. I'm not even worrying about it. Well, I mean, you play them Sunday. And so yeah, here's, here's something that you're telling me. You're going to wake I, up. I'm going to have a banana and I'm going to go to the park and I'm going to enjoy myself. But there's no way that they're going to win that game. I don't well, think so. But not here's what you're doing, which I, I think personally is crazy, but that's just my opinion. Are you going to announce it? All right. I'm going to announce it. You're playing for Roncesfels the game before. So you possibly are going to be pitching like seven innings and then you're going to go against Birchmount and pitch another seven. That's and we might not have crazy. Marty. And, we, and, there's, and there's a slight possibility uh, that we're not going to have Marty for our playoff game. We found out today. There's a small, small chance that that might happen. So yeah, I am. I'm going to pitch both games. Wow. That Any, that's any, anyone wants to come by, just bring a cooler and some water. Yeah, bring ice for your arm because I don't know <laughs> if you're going to be able to do that, man. I, I feel like you're taking Birchmount a little bit too lightly. No, I'm not. I honestly, I those I've the way they hit me in that game, they were all over it, and we they, I needed my fielders for a lot more than I thought I I had at the den and. They're no slouch. They will they will sit on bad pitches. They'll sit on good pitches, and they'll make me throw enough. But if I hit that box, I mean, this is at the hood, and this is my my. I love that place. And if I feel like I'm good against the wall, I'm not seeing anybody when I throw it. And hopefully, we get some runs. We need run support. It doesn't matter how well I pitch. I could give up one run, one hit, two hits, zero runs. We, our team needs to get our bats going. I think and it'll so be interesting. It doesn't matter if I yeah. pitch the game before. Listen, to be honest. Scott, I think there are some dead spots in your lineup that you need to fix. Yeah, and fix fast because that's yeah. going to hurt you. I think. And not having Marty is going to hurt us if that's true. So that that's a definite. We just have went through yeah. a game like that with Don Mills. So yeah, the playoffs are looking really cool for the Kings. So the way it works, Don Mills and Van Horn, they get the two buys. And so you have two playoffs games this coming weekend. Obviously, we talked about that. Junction hosting Gerard Street. Riverdale hosting Birchmount. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, Scott, how you think the playoffs are going to play out because that's a little bit of a conflict of interest because you actually <laughs> play in the Kings. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And you're hearing it first. So I think that 
Birchmount gets by Riverdale. And I know, oh. I know that's crazy, but I think I, Do think I hang they, up right now or what? No, you don't hang up. You, just <laughs> man, you don't hang up. You man up. That's what you do, brother. And I think Gerard street is going to lose narrowly to the junction. And then the junction will then, I believe they would then play Van Horn. And I think, I think the junction beats Van Horn as crazy as that sounds. And Don Mills takes care of Birchmount or Riverdale. Listen, that's a close game. So yeah, Riverdale could come out of that. But I think Don Mills takes care of business there. And then Don Mills wins it all. Um, I say you heard it here first, but I'm sure that's what a lot of people are. I'm going to I'm going to just about. throw this out there right now. I don't think there's a three-peat as great as I think Don Mills has been and as solid as I think that their team is. This year, honestly, top to bottom. And I've talked to Murphy about it. And we've been battling back and forth as to who thinks who is the MVP. And I honestly think it's him. He thinks it's me. And I don't believe that. I'll say it right now. I do not think that Don Mills is going to take the three-peat. I would love a shocker. I, I, I think, think it, I think it will now. be. Uh, you know, Murphy is not only a great player. Start, he's start a getting smart your bets player. in early, kids. Uh, you know, in. Murphy, uh, one of a couple sandbaggers in the Kings. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I, it's just so hard uh, to beat them in the playoffs. I, I can't I can't not just want to throw a thorn in their side and tell them they're not going to make it. So I, I want Angelo to come back from his nice trip in the Alps and I want him to be angry that he doesn't think he's going to win another championship. Uh, okay, I guess if, if that's going to work for you, if you think that uh, that's going to... I'd be like to be in the finals against them, but apparently you just think we're not going to make it out of the first round, so... Uh, sorry, man. Too, you know, too <laughs> many holes in the lineup, brother, and that's nothing against you, but like I said... You're pitching 14 innings in one day. That's a little cuckoo. Ka-choo. It's been done. It's been done. Relax. Hey, let's talk about some awards here. Cause I don't think anybody's talking about who's up for what awards, uh, you know, looking at it, you got some, some, some usual suspects. Uh, Mike Murphy has been off the charts. He uh, leads the Kings with hits with 29. Uh, Rob Scasco with 25 um rbis it, it's it's murphy with 21 and then skaska with 22 uh, average murphy 43 skaska 449 is is uh is is rob skaska really sort of in the um in the in the saying for for getting a slugger or mvp or or any of these accolades uh, yeah um MVP, a lot of guys have been mulling this over over the summer that sometimes MVP people think that it should be both pitching and hitting, not just one guy doing one thing. I don't necessarily, I'm on the fence with that. But Skasko, I saw his numbers when we had to go play them and I saw they were good and I thought, I don't remember him ever hitting me that well. And he hit me really well that game. And he is a smart hitter. And honestly, I think what those numbers are, are honest for him. Um, and you know what, just as I look the numbers, I was reading Kevin Slay's numbers. So yeah, oh yeah, another one. <laughs> but so, but but Rob's been Gasco a great is, hitting is, year in the Kings. I'll, I, it's, it's just been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Rob Scasso is not far off. But what does that tell you about the championship uh, team? Mike Murphy and Kevin Slay—they play for the same team, and they are pretty much one-two in most uh, offensive categories. They are a juggernaut for sure. Pitcher of the year. Who do you think gets that? Scott Baker, who is in the running for that, obviously. Honestly, you want my answer? Me. 
Anybody else want to go out there and throw seven innings this year? I mean, the, I've had my best ERA I've had in a while. Um, it's, is it about being methodical and efficient? All right. I'm not the one choosing the vote, so I'm not the one picking the name. Yeah, I mean, I'm, let's let's look at your numbers. I'm not trying you to be an asshole. I'm just saying. Listen, you know, uh, Scott Baker, you I've had one of my better uh, years. You've got a three and five record. That record always hurts pitched. me. I've never had a winning record in Burby. My yeah, you know life. what? Winning winning records are it's kind of overrated. You know, it's it's all <laughs> about innings. Um, you know how many runs you gave up. So you gave up 21 runs, 51 walks this year, and you're saying you're having one of your best years. Uh, yeah, I think three of those games I played were over 10 and two of them I won. So you take those away. Yeah, it changes everything. It's, but my it's, a, little, it's a little erratic in my It opinion. is. It always has been. That's just always been 51 me. walks. You led the league in walks. 66 strikeouts. You led the league in strikeouts uh, with a 2.69 ERA. So I'm just happy to be on the board on the front page. I'll be honest. I, I, I do I think that I'm the best pitcher in the league? Yes. Do I think I deserve the award? No. I guess the question is, who would be next? Who's behind you? Murphy. Who, who is your uh, uh, competition in terms of pitcher of the year? Murphy. Murphy, way less innings pitched. Um, only he's given up six runs. ERA of 121, a whip of .66. So, yeah. He's up there, but he's also only pitched six games and he's kind of been a part-time pitcher to try and save his arm. So I guess well, it's, you worked. Know, it's worked. I mean, look where they are in the standings, right? Absolutely. But when we're talking about individuality and actual individual awards, what will the voters do? Will they look at the fact that you've logged in so many innings for a possibly less than stellar hitting attack or Mike Murphy, that's totally saving his arm all year for you know an attack that's just probably one of the strongest uh, hitting attacks in the league i mean you well, tell me i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't believe in voters anyways i mean here's here's the issue andreas pitched great you got great innings low strikeout higher ura and then who do you have you got dan long and, and egan and the two of them just don't have enough innings to be honest i mean 36 is great for Dan yeah. Long, and the numbers are always going to be fantastic for him. But it's it. The, the issue is nobody wants to go that long, and then when they do, our our scores get a little bit lopsided. For me, it's just a control issue. And when there's some games I only walk three, and then the next game I walk eleven. Yeah, in the end of the year, I'm going to lead in walks just because I've been pitching so much for the whole year that I'm going to always going to have more than everyone else. But I think Murphy starting off slower after the World Championship and getting his arm in gear. And you look at the last few games, he's been pitching more and more and more getting ready. Uh, he was locked in against us and he looked absolutely fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. He'll, you know, the, he's the numbers he's, are the numbers, you know, I mean, let's be honest, you've given an award to someone with 40 innings when I had 80. So, I mean, it happens. I think if they're deserving, they get the award. Sorry. Did you say I gave the award? Well, I mean, you had to hand it over to him. So yeah, I'm yeah but I, I don't have any, <laughs> say in who gets awards that is done by the voters all right so okay. I, I i catch these little things like i am the one coordinating all this and no like i am coordinating it but i'm not the one making the decisions it's it's the voter it's you the voter the each team that does it and somebody we'll get back to dan long here arguably the best player in the kings but the guy just doesn't 
He just doesn't want to commit to a full schedule. He just wants to get in just the right amount of games to make the playoffs. And that's it. I don't love that. Um, but I don't think that's intentional. Honestly, I, I think he's a great guy. He's a quiet guy. I don't think that's intentional, but I do think perhaps if he, like some guys when they are from out of town and they're driving in or they don't need to come in for certain games, it doesn't really look good because it makes kind of a shot to the team that maybe they don't think it's important that he does show up. If you look um, at his uh, attendance the past uh, four years, yeah, he's he's always just making enough to. Well, hey, Adrian, uh, we're not in the it. principal's office here. We're just on a podcast. Hey, I'm not scolding. I am just telling you this is the reason why he's not winning awards is because he's not showing up for enough games. And we go to Egan as well, who doesn't have enough games to 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 get an awards. Although there there is an arg- argument for for rookie of the year for sure. Um, Egan next let's, year. Let's stop. Let's stop right there. Do we even have a list? Who who would be on that list? Who that would be year? on that list? You got any rookies on Riverdale? Uh, Pasher. Does he count? Uh, no, no. Pasher. I mean, listen, Pasher He's a would be like, so, yeah, no, no. I'm, like just, I'm throwing back, names out there. Comeback player of the year, but no, yeah. Pasher would not get that. Um, I can't think of someone. You know, I, I, I. We don't like giving out awards when there's only one. Contestant. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but you know, I think that if there was, then Egan would. would I think he's. I think that kid's excited. I think he's going to be in line for a bunch of the next year, especially if he starts. Well, let me tell you, and he's a smart kid. He's cerebral. The guy but, goes. Uh, he, you know, where he goes to University of Queens. Those are smart guys. Those are wicked, wicked Queens. smart guys from habit. My like, real, question, my real question is, what, <laughs> what country would he uh, represent for the world championship? Uh, you know, his last name is Torme. I, I like that. And I'm, oh, and it's not great. Mel Torme type Torme. It's T-H-O-R-M-E-Y. I'm going to find out. Listen, if there's that, that almost sounds like it's Norwegian, which means the Euros can grab him. And it could be English, which means <laughs> the, the English well, we know you're good with a geography map. Listen, so anybody, anybody but those filthy Irish. Listen, he can, listen. He can go to anybody but those four cleaver, clover drinking bums who, by the way, won the championship this year. Yep. Yep. It was, I was having fun with that at the pool the other day. You guys uh, want it. Come get it. <laughs> well, that's interesting. We got to ask uh, Torme what his uh, nationality is. Uh, that's very interesting because he would definitely be the lead dog for that team. If I hear if I hear he gets kicked out of the league, it'll be because he, you asked him and he said he was Irish. That is that a I'll, know, I'll know exactly what that happened. is a possibility. <laughs> uh, any uh, any rumors going on? Any news for the Kings? Uh, this has been exciting. We're just winding down this Kings podcast here. Uh, no, not really. Everyone's just getting ready for the playoffs and. Uh, Kind of, kind of getting sad that this thing has to end again. But looking yeah, forward to you the know what? I always do. Uh, this has been uh, great as usual talking to you, Scott. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. The the Kings are 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 getting going this weekend. It's going to be awesome to watch. Get out to some of the games. You know, there's a game at Guildwood. Uh, there's a game at the Hood. So uh, tune in next time. Guess what we're going to talk about, Scott? We're talking about the Premier Conference. They're winding down their season. They still got a couple games left, and then they go into playoffs. 
that should be exciting and i think we'll have rob scotland on for that uh scotty thanks for this buddy thank you have a good night all right we'll see you soon thanks for listening to the tbl podcast with the commish